Hello and welcome to Flow. I'm Josh. I'm J-Log. And we're glad you guys have joined us. Let's open up in prayer. Darling Father, we just thank you so much for this day. We just thank you for letting us be able to get together and just record this episode. Um, as much as we've missed it over the past few weeks, we just thank you for giving us this opportunity. We just ask that you be with us as the conversations that we take part in. Just help it to be honoring to you. Just give us the words to say. Just be with our listeners with whatever's going on in their lives. Just work in the situations and just bless them. And just if this just is just a little bit of comfort or hope or just guidance to them, we, we are glad to be a part of it. And we just ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, Jason, it's glad to see you. Man, I'm glad to be back. <laughs> Not only on podcast, but just the ability to walk out of my house. <laughs> right? So. I'm glad to be able to walk out of my house, too. So it's been... So we look at the last episode recorded. Mm-hmm. It was me and William, you right. know, and that was one that we just sort through together. Like, I, I thought it turned out really well. I did. I, I really liked talking about it because it's... Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people really know the behind the scenes of what goes into a worship service. I'm actually glad you did record that because... I heard I learned some stuff from that, and you know, not that I'm here and I'm involved in everything. I'm not, right. but you just don't stop and think about what goes on behind the scenes. Yeah, like it's not just you show up on a Sunday morning and everything. Exactly. Yeah, and so we recorded that, and of course, Jason was in in quarantine, you know, and yeah. then we had the winter storm of 2021 God, that me. shut everything down for two weeks. It did. And where we record at at the church, we have a hill that goes up and. Everything is colder on this hill than all of Bardstown for whatever reason. And I would agree with that. It just, yeah, we couldn't, like, I drove by here Sunday, and it was just like, nope, there's no getting up that hill. Like, no. But then it was amazing on Monday. As soon as it warmed up, like, it was just gone. Gone. Just gone. gone. <laughs> and, it's, and it's weird. I mean, obviously we know that, obviously, heat melts the snow and stuff. Yeah. But just to think how much we had, and with more or less the ice portion oh, yeah, of the it, ice. to look out the yeah. window and know that all that was that much, you know, 8, 10, and whatever inches yeah. it was, and... And now it's all gone. But, yeah, there was no hope of getting up this hill. No, no, not not at all. Not at all. But I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to um, just, as I said, be back not only on the podcast, but just in general, walking through the experience of COVID and everything else. Well, we'll save that for maybe the tail end of today's episode or maybe even another episode where I can talk a little bit about that. But uh, all in all, just glad to be back and get this episode recording. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to expand this episode, I guess, and where I left left off on our recording, right. which seems like decades ago. Oh, man, it was such – yeah, it feels like it was forever ago. It does. Like, uh, uh, so I walked in here Monday, and it was the first time I'd been in here in like two weeks. And it was just like – it feels weird just like – and it was just two weeks. Like it's not like it was months. It was, no. But it felt forever. It felt – And then, yeah, even just last time we recorded felt – forever ago it does it felt like it feels like i haven't had this headset on for three or four months right it really does uh even though i know it's only been probably a month yeah (laughs) uh but nevertheless we're gonna as i mentioned expand off of uh our last recorded episode i believe was our question answer segment and we've got two or three questions that uh just we were not able to get to that we're more than happy to get to at this point in time and yeah uh what do you say we just dive right in let's just dive in absolutely all right all right, this question is another question coming from TikTok. All right. Um, from, I'm going to try my best to pronounce this, Eleanor Sax, Saxon Music. Eleanor Saxon Music. I wonder if they play the saxophone. I'm going to guess probably so. <laughs> um, and more importantly, I hope I pronounced that right. Yeah. Well, uh, Eleanor, thank you for the question. <laughs> Eleanor, we appreciate the question. Uh, the question is, is praying always the best answer 
when you know something is living, when someone is living a sinful life. So let me repeat that. Is praying always the best answer when you know someone is living a sinful life? Yes. All right, next question. Next question. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> but, I mean, the answer is yes. No matter what the situation is, prayer is absolutely the best answer. And especially if someone's living a sinful situation, we see that in Scripture. Right. I can't think of the book off the top of my head. I think it's one of Paul's writings that we should be praying for people who are living in a sinful nature that we can mm-hmm. bring them out of it. You know, that we just pray for God to restore them, that we use God just to use insight to show them how to mm-hmm. to get out of living for sin. And if this person is a brother and sister in Christ, then we have the responsibility of going and talking to them about it. You know, we are to hold each other accountable. Absolutely. I mean, we go back to our our episode when we talked about misused verses and we talked about, you know, judge not lest you be judged, but mm-hmm. that's not, people will throw that out there, but that's not what it means. Mm-mm. We see in scripture multiple times that we are called to hold people responsible mm-hmm. and accountable, you know, and if so, if they are a brother or sister in Christ, then absolutely, not only do we pray for them, but we need to be like, hey, I see this going on in your life and it's not right. Exactly. And it's a very hard conversation to have with people. It's a very awkward conversation to have with people. But nobody ever said the Christian life was an easy life. No. And it is it is the hard part of it. You know, uh, first of all, I agree with you that prayer is definitely the answer in all situations. Um, the accountability portion of it is tough yeah. from a standpoint of, especially if you know the people. Um, if it's a church member that you see across the way, you don't really know their name, but they come here, they claim to be a Christian, and they right. do the, it's always easier going up to somebody you don't really know opposed to somebody that you do. Oh, yeah. And then being able to tell them. I mean, I've had to do that. Um, not not directly. I mean, it's not, not nothing that necessarily he was doing wrong or anything, but I've had conversations with my friend, and he's had conversations with me, and it's been terms of, well, hey, Scripture doesn't really mean this about right. this. So it's it's putting yourself out there. But, again, it's about prayer. Pray for yourself. Pray oh, for yeah. For you, for you to have that boldness, for God to fill you with, with that boldness to be able to stand up for what you know is right and what you believe. Yeah. Uh, and if it's a situation of somebody that's not a believer in Christ, then, yeah, we need to be praying for just their salvation. I mean, we we can't expect, and so many times as a church, we expect the lost world to act like a Christian, mm-hmm. but it doesn't work that way. Like, we can't hold them to our morals because mm-hmm. they don't know it. It's not instilled in them in the way it is in us. Right. And so we need to just be praying for their salvation and just sharing the gospel with them. You know, like, if it's a lost person, don't go up to them and be like, hey, this is sin. Just be like, hey, you need Jesus. Like, Oh, you definitely need you gotta Jesus. Do it. You know, and, of course, in a loving, respectful way. Right. Um, um, I've got a question that I'll throw in here kind of to, right. to expand on. Uh, Eleanor's question. Okay. I had a question in my study, and this will be something for us, me and Josh, to kind of talk over about to give you an example of how to address a situation um, to towards somebody uh, that is doing a living a sinful life or participating in a sinful life that may be either a say that they're a Christian or may may not be a Christian. And that question that I had was was you have a church member or uh, somebody that's part of your small group session come to you and say that they participate in a drunken and womanizing life because Samson Mm -hmm. 
did partake of the same lifestyle in in the in the word um so the reason that i want to kind of hit that just for like two or three seconds i know we could probably expand on it a lot longer but is to show you that you know when you know that somebody's in a sinful life whether they're saved or they say they're saved or they're not how to address them how to talk to them so on so forth um if you had somebody come up to you after service yeah. and say hey josh you know I participate in this or I do this yeah. because of this. How, how to answer that question, what would be a kind of Cliff Notes version of what you would say to them? Well, first I'd point out that Samson was not the ideal person to live up to. Right. You know, of the heroes in the Bible, the only ones we should try to imitate and live up to is Jesus, mm-hmm. God, Holy Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> because You're right. everybody else is flawed. I mean, mm-hmm. even King David, a mm-hmm. man after God's own heart, right. was an adulterer and a murderer. You know, like so, yes, we should imitate their good examples, but not their bad examples. Sin right. is still sin. And even those people who are like, well, it's the Old Testament. It's okay. You know, no, it's not because Jesus talks about that. Mm-hmm. You know, says, hey, don't get drunk, mm-hmm. you know, and talks about um, adultery. You know, he spends a lot of time in the in the gospel on the, or the Sermon on the Mount talking about adultery mm-hmm. and how even if you divorce somebody and get remarried, that's still adultery. That's still adultery. You know, and so... You know, we see, we can point both in the Old Testament and New Testament where those two lifestyles are sin and are not right. Mm-hmm. And just because one person in the Bible did it does not mean we should all do it. Mm-hmm. Kind of goes back to that other episode to where you you, you said it a minute ago about uh, misunderstanding Scripture yeah. and verses. It goes along with just not only just verses but stories, Um and making sure that you understand what it's about and how it's about and why it's about and so on and so forth. And so when you go to address somebody that is dealing with sin in their life or that is willingly participating in a sinful lifestyle, it's always good to point back to Scripture as far as to why. Absolutely. Um, And make sure that they understand. And then I would suggest even praying for them yeah. and praying with them. But more importantly, the thing that you don't want to do is go in as the Christian crusader right? and just absolutely pummel them with... Exactly. We need to do stuff in a loving, respectful way. Yes. And so many times we go in there using our Bible as a club, just trying to beat people up beside the head with it. Yes. And yes, there's a part where... We absolutely need to use scripture because that's our weapon. It's the mm-hmm. sword for it's a reason. The sword. It is, but we need to do it out of loving, respectful way. Mm-hmm. And it depends. On, I would say it depends on the person too. Right. You know, if it's somebody that you're close with that you have a relationship with, and you know that sometimes they need to hear stuff the hard way, then absolutely do it. I mean, we see examples of where Jesus did that. Mm-hmm. You know, when Jesus is flipping over tables, tables. and stuff like that, say that. You know, but it's all about knowing who you're talking to. Knowing yeah. who exactly. Yeah. I mean, the the story that comes back to me on that is Jesus set us to be an example to those that are sinners, yeah, and to to be with the sinful world in terms of our witness. Uh, I think back to when he approached Matthew or Levi, mm-hmm. and then he ate with them, yeah, and he was questioned, yeah, the Pharisees by the Pharisees, yeah, why do you eat and drink with sinners with the sinners yeah and he said that 
the doctor, doctor comes. Yeah, yeah, the doctor comes for the sick, not for the healthy. Not for the healthy. So I want to encourage you too that if if you're if you're whether you're a baby in your faith or you're the most experienced Bible scholar in the world, um, don't withhold yourself. Yeah, from being with those that aren't with the body. He calls us to be disciples to all, and that means walk, live within those non-Christians, yeah. the sinners. I mean, yep. Well, we're all sinners, but, I mean, the unbelievers yeah, and stuff. So, Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So we, I think we've wrapped up Eleanor's question yeah, I think we and kind of yeah. expanded on it even just a little bit. Uh, question two is from an unknown um, individual that, Tyler, my son, had sent a a question over, and the question is, is how do you manage your time with school slash work or anything else and prioritize God all at the same time? Time management is a tricky thing, Mm -hmm. and it can change from moment to moment in managing time. Um, I look at, like, the past two weeks of where we were more or less shut in you know because of weather like my time management was a lot different because i had to adjust how i worked with family time Mm -hmm. because it's very hard to try to do work on a laptop when you have a toddler running around trying to also do work on your laptop (laughs) (laughs) you're exactly exactly right but when it comes to managing with me with managing my relationship with god it's always a i have to keep it at the forefront of my mind like it's a, and usually when I'm here at the, like during the week, it's like, all right, as soon as I get into my office, that's when I'll do my quiet time. Mm-hmm. And it's what I have built into my schedule of knowing, all right, as soon as I walk into my office, do my quiet time. When I'm at home on like the weekends and stuff like that, it's a, as soon as I get a moment to have that time, mm-hmm. like it's not a set part of the day. Right. Because with kids, it's hard to. My kids are not old enough to work and be like, all right, just give me, you know, some right. time alone. Doesn't but work like that. When doesn't work like that. And so it's whenever I can find time. And so it might be if I get up early in the morning, I'll do it then. Or it might be before I go to bed, you know. Mm-hmm. And so when it's at home, it's different. But it's having that, for me, it's having that schedule. Because if it's just one of those things where it's like, all right, I'll do it when I get to it, mm-hmm. then I'll never get to it. No, I agree with that 100%. Um where I'm still, for the most part, at home with everything that I do, with work and everything else. Uh, what's been hard for me, and I'll even ask for prayer with it um, from you guys that are listening, from you, Josh, obviously, uh, is my prayer time is always God speaking to me, mm-hmm. telling me, hey, you haven't talked to me today. And so that may be in the shower. It may be walking down the road. It may be wherever I'm at, and I'll when it hits me, I'll usually just, that's when I do it, regardless. Right. Um, the part that I'm struggling with now, and people, there's a big difference here, and you'll understand this because you've already went through it for the most part. In in my studies, mm-hmm. for, to kind of throw it out there again for you all that may not know, or a lot of you do, I'll refresh your, your memory. I'm, I'm in, taking classes to get my um, certification, and uh, I am so abs- absent-minded <laughs> right now. Uh, my certification in pastoral studies. And so my prayer time, I feel is okay. But my scripture time, I'm in scripture consistently. I get that. Do you know where I'm coming from with all this? Yeah, because it's one of the hardest things to separate 
I'm studying scripture for a lesson that I'm teaching, and I'm studying scripture for my own spiritual growth. Not that they can't overlap. Right. But there is definitely a... You have to be mindful. Oh, you definitely have yeah. to be mindful. So we're going to have some special guests here for a second. That's all right. Come on in. Yeah. So my, my wife and our my youngest daughter is going to come in and just say hi. 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 How you guys doing? Good. Do you want to come say hi? Come say hi. Hi, little girl. Oh, hi. Can you say hi? Can you talk? Say hi. Can you say No, no you're going to be shy. You're going to be shy because I'm sitting you're here. You're going to be shy. That's fine. Hi. That's okay. But you see, guys, this is this is uh, this is another good example of time management. That's right, and stuff, and uh, how things in life can throw you not necessarily curveballs, but unexpectedness and things of that nature. And it's 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 pretty awesome to know that it's okay. Yeah, and I love it. Yeah, that's one of the biggest things is with life is there's definitely that you find the time when you can. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Olaf. Yeah, you see Olaf up there. And so we, one of the biggest things with like with our kids is that we find those teachable mm-hmm. moments when we can. You know, you're driving down the road and you see a sunset. It's a great time to be talking about God's creation and just His beauty and His love for us. Absolutely. And there's a lot of that in our own spiritual growth is that we have to be in tune when God is speaking to us, just like you with mm-hmm. talking about well, God will speak to me when I just need to pray about something. Oh, absolutely. You, you know? know, and it's He's, and I want to encourage you all out there that stay in your Word. Stay in your prayer life. Grow strong. That's how you're going to grow stronger within your relationship with Christ. Because when you build, start building that bond and you start building that relationship up, and then he becomes the priority over your heart mm-hmm. so that you can live out everything that he fills it with, when you start to go a little empty, he will quickly start to fill you up and talk to you. And that's, that is where I'm at because with time management and me, like I said, the prayer part of it, I'll sometimes remember it on my own, but a lot of it is God telling me, hey, it's great and everything that you're in your your studies. It's great that you're yeah. opening up and you're learning more about me and learning more about the Scripture and learning more about how everything came to be, but you haven't talked to me. Yeah, You haven't spent time with me. And I truly feel that the the one of the main reasons that he does that is is because of how close I try to stay with him. Right. It's not a one way street. You know, it's a, it's it's both you all got to be going in the same direction with the same purpose and the same everything. If I mean, God will bail you out. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like I tell tell Tyler all the time. You know, you can pray about things as far as your job, as far as this, that, and the other. But prayer does require some action. Oh, absolutely. You know, and absolutely. That's that's the way that it that your relationship with God is. And I think that it's something we talk about with our, our oldest daughter all the time is if you just read the Bible or having this relationship with God and you're not changing from it, you're not applying it to your life, mm-hmm. then it's doing you no good. Yeah, absolutely. Like when we are spending time in God's word, when we're spending time in prayer, when we're spending time I mean, fasting, worship, all the different things that we do to grow closer to God, if it's not changing who we are, then we're not doing it mm-hmm. I will just say we're not doing it right <laughs> you know no, you're right. like we should be letting it change us we should be letting it like letting God mold us and that's part of having that and it's all being mindful and setting apart that time like it has to be an intentional thing it it's does. not something we can just stumble upon or stumble no. into but well, it's the one thing you don't want to do is is think that don't start thinking guys that 
Well, I missed it. To, I, you know, if you're if you're at the end of the night and you're getting ready to go to bed and you're tired, you're wore out, yeah. the day is done, beat you down, and you're like, well, I'll just do it tomorrow. I've been there. I've done it. And tomorrow becomes the next day, becomes mm-hmm. the next day. And then the next thing you know, you're out of your walk. You're out of your routine. The world has now been given that slight crack to walk through. Yep. And when it walks through, it don't come in. No. Very, very quietly. It, it comes in the like the in. Kool-Aid man busting through a wall. It does for a fact. Uh, so no matter, it doesn't have to be a full-fledged sermon. It doesn't have to yeah. be a full-fledged, I'm going to talk to God for three hours. It's Anything is better than anything nothing. Anything is better than nothing to help build and bridge the gap of where you are in your day. Yes. And, wow, that was a mouthful. Yeah. Because that, that in itself I felt like could be an episode. Oh, absolutely. And it uh, might be later on down and, the road. And it very well <laughs> could be because that's important is time management and remember to allow – and also, I'm going to say, see, don't let, don't, you don't want it to become where it feels like it's a job. Right. There's, yes. there, that's a big important thing for me because I did that for so long. I made it feel like it was, well, I'm a Christian. I'm going to go to church. I do this. So I've got to talk to God. I've mm-hmm. got to pray. I've got to read his word. It needs to be more about a desire. Yeah. It's the relationship to it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And if it's not a relationship, then you, I would I would encourage close examination of who you are and where you're at in your walk. Yeah, and then see see where that leads you. Yep. But we'll go ahead and move on to the next question. All right, sounds good. You ready? I'm ready. This is another unknown question. All right, uh, or an unknown ask, I guess you could say. Uh, how do I make friends when it seems like everyone around me hates me because I love Jesus? That's a great question. Like that, there's a lot to this. Um, the first thing I would say is find out where you're going. <laughs> so my daughter just walked out of the room. She put the sunglasses <laughs> yeah. on and was like, I'm out. Peace. <laughs> Bye. I love you. I would say be in prayer and God will provide. There that's you go. It, for sure. Insight from my wife. Be in prayer and God will provide. And that's a lot of Bye, truth. I love, you. Bye, I love you. That is a ton of truth. That's a lot of truth to it. And I would say find out, look at where you're going to try to meet friends. Mm-hmm. If you're at school, most universities have a like a Baptist student union or mm-hmm. a Christian club of some type. Right. Go there and start meeting people. Find out where they call it, like where kids are going to school. Where you're, if you're at school, find out where they're going to the church at. You know, mm-hmm. find churches that have an active like college student ministry program going on and go there. If it's somebody that's beyond that point in time, find a church that has small groups that can that you can form those relationships with. And oh, it's absolutely. not like it's going to happen overnight. It takes time. It's not. Um, this was something that, and this is this is any walk, whether you're a youth, whether you're a you're coming up from the children's ministry into youth, uh, or whether you're a graduating youth going into college. You know, and I'm sitting here trying to think of the scripture. You know. You said you, we were talking, I think, before we were recording, and then at this point you may have said it while we were recording. <laughs> I don't know, but we'll go with it in anyway. Jesus didn't say – it talks about in his word where this walk with him is not going to be easy. No, it's not. <laughs> you know, but what it is supposed to be is life-changing. Yes. And in life-changing, that means exactly what it says. You have – He's created a new work in you. If you are truly saved, 
if you are a truly a Christian and truly a believer, and I gotta quit because I'm starting to preach. <laughs> I hear I hear it in my voice. I hear it in my tone, and I hear it at my I, I hear it at my it's angle. Com- it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> the Holy Spirit's gonna just bust this door down. Anyway, uh, in all seriousness, though, guys, um, if you are a true Christian, that means God, you're a, you're a new work. You're, he's made you a new creation, mm-hmm. um, obviously not physically. It's all within your heart. Yeah. He's changed your heart. Uh, so I would answer that question as this. You're not going to be loved, most likely, by the outside world. Yeah. And I hate to say that to you, and I don't want to disappoint you, and I don't want to put a damper on your uh, parade, so to speak. But at the end of the day... I can't tell you how many people I've quit. I've, I've, one, I've had the desire to quit hanging out with. Right. But in my early walk, in my, in my, in my baby steps of my faith, I was right there with you. I wanted to hang out still with the people that I was hanging out with before, but I started getting shunned because I tried to live the Christian life around them, and they weren't, mm-hmm. they weren't having it. And what makes it harder is when it comes from a church crowd too. Oh my goodness. Like, yeah. I remember when, so I got saved my junior year of high school. And, of course, when I got saved, I went to start going to church, was part mm-hmm. of a youth group. And the friends that I was hanging out with before I got saved left because they are like, you've changed, you know. And but I started meeting new friends within the church, you know, and started mm-hmm. within the youth group and started forming these bonds. And then as we continue to get older into my senior year, into my freshman year of college, you know, God was really working me in my call in the ministry and, you know, just was going full force with that. And some of my church friends were like, you're being holier than thou. And I'm like, no. And even like people around me, they're like, no, you're not. They're just living Mm -hmm. in a lifestyle of sin and it's rubbing them the wrong Mm -hmm. way, you know? And it's, it's a lot harder. Like Mm -hmm. you looking back on it. Yeah. I expected my friends before I was saved to leave because they didn't know Christ. Right. You know? But when you have people who knew Christ that left, it's like, man, that's it's hard. Mm-hmm. But it also pulls into is like, yes, we are a church family, but we're called to love everybody and work together. But that it's doesn't tough. mean that we're going to well, get along with everybody at the same time. Like, there's still personalities that's like, well, you rubbed me the wrong way, but I still love you. I'll work with you, but we're not going to hang out on the weekends. <laughs> no, know? no, no, exactly. And it's, it's all – that is so true, and it hits me because Gary – and again, Gary's our uh, senior pastor here at our church, Mill Creek. He preaches on, and he not really he preaches on it, yes, but he mentions it a lot. To where, how are you living? Even the Christian, how are you living within the church and within the body? And mm-hmm. are you are you who you say that you are? And you know, you bring up that comment of even having church people say, you know, you've got this holier than thou attitude. What makes you think you're better than I am? Well, if you if you're a believer in Christ, we're no different. Right. If you're now, other than the fact that are you living it? Are you right? Is, is it is it your walk? You know, and and that's what I'm starting to learn not only through studies but through my own spiritual walk with Christ is is how many people? Another episode. How many people <laughs> are fulfilling the scripture? Oh man, 
do you, do you, do you, do you everyone, get, do you get what get, I say with yeah. it? You understand if, what I'm saying about if that? If we want to get technical, nobody is. But no. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Techni- technically, nobody is, but I'm talking about like, from a standpoint right. of from a standpoint of some people think it's still okay to cuss. Right. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, people, yeah. You know. there. Yeah, there comes to those nuances. And even sort of the conversation we had beforehand sort of ties into this of, like, tattoos and stuff like that, you know, and cussing and drinking and just sort of those – well, some of them is more gray areas than others, you know, mm-hmm. but there's definitely some stuff in the Bible that's like, well, it's not really clear. Like you talk about drinking and I mean, we see there's a lot of different ways you can come about it. And I realize mm-hmm. this is a very hot topic to talk about. But, yeah, you know, there's there's those people who are like, what's well, OK that I drink? Mm-hmm. You know, Bible says don't get drunk. And you're absolutely right. The Bible says don't get drunk. The reason why. I don't drink is, one, because pastors are called to not drink. We see that in Paul talking to Timothy, hey, pastor shouldn't drink. you know. But we also see that the way the world looks upon it, that it can hurt your witness. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, Absolutely. Like, say I wasn't a pastor, but people knew I was a Christian, mm-hmm. and they see me drinking, it's going to change people's mindsets. You know, It's going to hurt mm-hmm. my testimony. Then not to mention just family history of alcoholism and stuff like that, and I don't even want to be anywhere close to that, right. you know. And so, yes, you can say, well, the Bible says I shouldn't get drunk, so it's okay if I drink as long as I don't get drunk. You're right, but what about these other parts? What about the – and that's the whole portion of what I was talking about in terms of fulfillment, trying to live the fulfillment of what the Scripture says that you should do and how you should live your life. Um, And people like to take verses, and we talk (laughs) – go back to our previous episode, (laughs) but they take verses and they make it say what they want to say, like when we talk about tattoos. And there's some people who think that if you have a tattoo, that is a sin, just period, because they pull up the verse from Leviticus, I think it is, don't mm-hmm. mark your body for the dead. Yep. And then they say, well, that shows right there to not have tattoos. And it's like, well, it says not to mark your body for the dead. And it's also talking to the Levites about their priestly roles. And so you can't just say this applies to everybody. Now, there's some people who say, well, you know, the Bible says your body is a temple and you should keep it holy and respectable. And I'm like, okay, I could go with that argument. Now, I don't care if you have tattoos or not. I don't have tattoos, but, mm-hmm. you know, the main reason I don't have tattoos is because my mom made me promise her when I was a youth that if I was to ever get a tattoo, she was going to be right there with me getting a tattoo. And to think about her being like 90 years old with wrinkled skin with a tattoo. <laughs> and so, you know, right. you know right. that's one of the main reasons. But, like, I have friends who have tattoos. I have mm-hmm. family who has tattoos. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. You know, I, the way I look at that is, is what is your heart tattooed with? Right. You know, that, that that's where I'm at with it. I don't have them. Will I ever get one? I don't know. Probably not. Doubtful. Right. But at the end of the day, how am I living my life? How, how right. am I living my life? And how's my heart projecting from within me? I'm always going to be a sinner. Yeah. I'm always going to mess up. But where's my heart at to correct and fix those things? And exactly. I'm, I know we've bounced off of this question about friends and this, that, and the other, but it all ties into it, kind of, I think. And I would just simply say this, that, again, you are a new creation in your heart. Uh, If you say that you're a Christian, um, who are you trying to make friends with? Yeah. I guess that's ultimately, at the end of the day, you're asking me a question and Josh a question here to answer. And we're trying to answer it the best that we can with what we know biblically. But I think one of the questions you have to ask yourself uh, on this question is, is who are you trying to be friends with? Right. Um, I'm not saying that to say you don't need to be friends with non-Christians. I'm not saying that you don't need to be friends with 
uh, people that say that they're queer Christians, but they're living in a non-Christian lifestyle. What I am saying is, is that we need good count- accountability yes. in our life to build us up yeah. so that when you have moments like this that are tearing you down because you feel unloved, you feel unappreciated because of your faith, so on and so forth, it's easier to get through. And then not to mention, like, if I had a situation, I could easily go to Josh and say, hey, Josh, here's what's going on. Yeah. Here's what I feel like I should do. It would give Josh the opportunity to say, hey, well, I know that person too. Let's go with them together Yeah. and and address it and talk to them about it in, in a loving, caring way. So, Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, but that, at the end of the day, that's the last question that I've got. All right. Unless there's other questions that we have. That Well, let's go back to that, the... If you pull it back up the picture, that last one that we didn't really know how to okay. answer. Sure. Or we didn't really know the question. All right. So this was a question from A-T-O-N-I-S. Yes. Yes. We'll, <laughs> yes. we'll call it A-T-O-N-I-S. Yeah. Ask this question. And I'm going to read it, obviously, just as it was asked. And I hope that it makes some sense here. How many people in the world include death? Yeah. And so... Here's how I'm going to look at this question is when we have our, the actions that we take, the way that we live our life, do we include death in this, in our mindset? Mm -hmm. I think of the whole YOLO movement or whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. people are like, well, we only live once. We're going to do whatever we want to do. Even that's not a true statement, right? you know, because we know we'll live forever with Christ. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's that mindset of when we are living our life, do we do it with the idea of death behind it, like, and I, I, we could take that too far. I want to say that we can be like, well, we don't do anything because we're afraid of the ultimate outcome being death. Mm-hmm. But there's also that mindset of, yeah, we know that death's a possibility. Right. I mean, we purposely don't go like jump into a lion's den because we know, hey, death's a possibility. Mm-hmm. But we can also take it to the further, furthest extreme. I mean, I remember it's a crazy thing about that. This time last year, I was in Nicaragua on, right. on the mission trip, you know. And there's a lot of people who don't do foreign missions because they're like, well, you could go down there and you could get persecuted, you could get arrested, you could, you know, they could kill you. And I'm like, well, yes, death is a possibility, but I trust that God's got me, mm-hmm. you know. And so there's a, a mindset of, yes, we know death's going to happen, but we also have to look at death as the way Paul did, to live as Christ, to die as gain. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't let death control how we live our life. That doesn't mean that we should be reckless with the life that we have. absolutely not. I think that this would be a good time probably for me to tie in a very small testimonial of, and that that, that hits perfect on what you're talking about. Again, another COVID talk. Um, I'm getting sick of COVID talk. But anyway, (laughs) uh, guys, you would have to know me and my family. Josh Josh does. Um, He's seen some of it. But we spent what, 11 months that COVID's been going on now, I think. I think March, is, March, will, March be will be a year. year. Yep. Um, we've spent 11 months literally sp- running from COVID. Um, I mean, to the point of at the beginning when it was all uncertain that COVID could live on things. I mean, right. we even wiped down the stuff that we bought with Clorox wipes yeah. and brought them into the house. You know, we'd set them in the garage We'd go out, wipe things off, bring them in, mm-hmm. and then put them up. Um, I felt like we were an interrogation unit in terms of as things started to mellow out and friends were able to come over and stuff like that as far as our kids go. 
I mean, I felt like an interrogation unit, man, to where we would call, you know, we'd where you been, how you been, how's your family, where'd you go, anybody <laughs> sick, anybody doing anything? So long story short, all of that was pre-meditated thoughts of death because of what it could bring. Right. And we spent so much running from it that we, I can't say we forgot to pray about it or we forgot to include God in it. Right. But however, I will tell you that something God's opened my eyes because my whole family now has had it. We're, we're all just recovering from it. And something that I can definitely tell you that is for certain that kind of sums it all up is God don't want a little of your problem. Right. He don't want a little of your heart. He don't want a little of anything that is about you, whether it's good, the bad, or the ugly. He wants all of it. He wants 100% of it. I'm not even talking about, don't even take off point zero zero one of it. Right. Because that point zero zero one is still enough to hold you back in your faith with whatever it is that you're dealing with at that particular time in your life. Now, again, like you said, it doesn't mean we go live recklessly. Right. It don't mean that we go out and start sneezing on people or trying to wipe and touch people <laughs> and kiss people and this, that, and the other. But what it does mean is stay grounded in your faith and, and to, to stay true to who you are, take the precautionary steps that you need to take, so on and so forth, but to understand that God is bigger than fear. Yes. And that, just like you said, to live as Christ and die is gain. And... That is what I learned the most, and I mean, it kind of brings, I guess, that question to a, a head for, for what I, I looked at it as, as you did. And, and guys, if you've got anything holding you back out there, whatever it may be, from the smallest of things to the most gargantuan of things, have you truly given it all to God? Yeah. Uh, because I can honestly tell you I didn't, and he showed me that. I've learned, I've learned spiritually a spiritual lesson through this. And uh, God, t- you know, it's it's one of those funny moments. I you just if you have this best friend that tells you and gives you the most wonderful advice in the world, and you still and you know it inside to be true, and then as you're going on, you still try to do things your way, only to find out that your friend was telling you the truth. Right. And then as you learn it, you look at your friend, and he's kind of chuckling about it. Right? Yeah. I kind of picture God doing that, <laughs> kind of like I've, I've been trying to tell you. Yeah. You know, that type of thing. Uh, so we, we serve a big God. We serve a loving God. We serve a God that loves you beyond measures, um, that wants to help you in every way that he possibly can. He wants to love on you in every way that he can. And more importantly, he wants to comfort you in those times that you thought that he should help you, but he saw different and you don't understand. He wants to love you through that too. So Absolutely. Absolutely. So that is that question, unless yeah. you want to expand on it some more. Nope, I think that wraps it up pretty good. All righty. Well, are we done for today? I think we are. All right, guys. It's been great to be back. Um, at this point, I'm done. Forgot who closes and who <laughs> don't, so we'll just throw it from here. It's been a pleasure being back, guys. I love you all. Uh, I hope this touches your life in some way to where it draws you closer to him. Uh, if you have any questions regarding the podcast, um, we did find out that it should be everything should be updated on the website uh, flowpodcast.org uh, by the end of this week uh, you'll see some updated changes on there uh, there is still a spot for you to ask questions uh, go on there type your questions out 
uh, we'll get to them yeah. and see what we can do to get them answered. Uh, by the end of the week, we all should have our emails and stuff up there as well. If you want to send us a personal email, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, aside from that, I'm J-Log. I'm Josh. All right, let's Bye. close in prayer. Yeah, go for it. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for this day. God, I thank you for your love and mercy and your grace. Uh, man, we are so off off beat and off pace at times, and it just goes to show you that it's okay for things not to always be the same. Uh, it's all it's okay for things to get messed up. It's okay for interruptions in life. It's okay to walk away from our comfort zone of what is. Um, but what's not okay is to leave you standing on the side while all these things happen. Um, Lord, I pray that today that those that are out there that need to know you, I pray that, God, you would comfort them, you would soften their hearts, uh, you would just uh, keep banging on their hearts until they open that door and let you in. I pray that you'd strengthen the ones that need to grow. And, uh, Lord, I ask that you guide and direct us throughout this upcoming week until next week and uh, just speak to our hearts. First in your name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Well, guys, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Make sure to check out flowpodcast.org to send in your questions or topics and get your official Flow merch. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok to get your faith life and off-the-wall fix during the week. Till next time, and remember to go with the flow.